Thank you for joining us for another Argus Marine Fuel podcast. Today, we have the privilege of talking to Soren Hall, CEO of KPI Ocean Connect, a well-known international marine fuel and lubricant player, and uh, also part of the Bunker Holding Group. Soren, thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you very much uh, for uh, having me here. Sure. Um, well, 2020 was uh, a disruptive year, to say the least, and uh, it impacted the bunker market as well. What, what's your view and what are your expectations for 2021 for the bunker market? Um, I think that we will see a, a, a rebound in demand. Uh, we have seen a lower demand in 2020. Uh, and you have to write, Nick, it was a very, very strange year. Uh, I think we will also see uh, some tightness on liquidity in the market. We have seen a number of uh, uh, banks, uh, syndicates uh, pulling out of the commodity uh, market. And I think uh, that also leads to much more attention on uh, the counterparty uh, assessment uh, going forward. Uh, so uh, so that that itself, uh, I think, will, will, will drive the uh, 21, in my opinion. Okay, great. And and I, I want to pick on what you mentioned just now on the uh, the tightness of liquidity of of um, I guess you were referring to those uh, big large banks since um, February March last year. Some big names have indeed pulled out from the commodity sector, more particularly the oil and bunker sector. Um, how has that impacted the industry from um, your point of view? Uh, being a, a, a large back-to-back trader, relying on some of those uh, uh, finances, but also maybe on your competitors. Uh, c- can you get give us a bit more details about this? Yeah, first of all, uh, from, from, from our side, we didn't uh, really uh, see any impact, feel any impact. Uh, I have uh, mentioned it uh, before in other interviews that, that uh, I think some were saved by the bell. Uh, mm-hmm. In the sense of uh, the uh, uh, lower prices uh, through uh, 2020, uh, when you uh, look back, uh, we saw uh, prices uh, increasing up to the uh, 2020, uh, and in a way uh, with a uh, uh, price war with OPEC Open mm. Plus, uh, we saw and the pandemic uh, that we are still in, uh, we saw the decreasing price. I think some were saved by the bell there. Uh, I think uh, it will have an impact. Uh, it already have had an impact on the market. We have seen uh, uh, much more attention from uh, banks uh, into the market, uh, which have led to uh, banks leaving the market, uh, uh, lack of transparency, scandals, and what have we. Mm. Uh, we all know about them. Um, and and uh, I think, uh, again, uh, it's a matter of uh, counterparty assessment. It's a matter of... Uh, uh, keep a good uh, management, a good uh, housekeeping in your management, uh, so you and uh, then you can also grow. Right, and and um, talking about uh, uh, keeping a close look on on um, also I guess the 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 bottom line and 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 management. Um, two, two weeks ago, I think it was uh, the announcement of uh, the closure of the LQM London office and just last week uh, redundancies um, in the company you manage, KPI Ocean Connect. Is it a sign that the back-to-back trading sector is is uh, overcrowded? Um, 
we mentioned the, the the size of the pie shrinking a bit in terms of of bunker demand last year. So there there are too many traders for the overall demand for bunkers. Well, you can say Nick that that in in all uh, honesty, we can say that that we have no no. Uh, there's always been healthy world competition. Uh, I think it's uh, it's uh, good with some healthy competition. What we see at the moment is, and that's not up for us to to basically desire or to decide. I just look uh, at at the market. Um, we see a number of of uh, of uh, smaller uh, companies trying their luck. Uh, uh, I would call it uh, again somewhere maybe safe by the bell and so on. And and uh, whether it's overcrowded, uh, maybe to some extent. But uh, on the other hand, it's a uh, it's also the buyers that have a say here in terms of how they uh, view this. Uh, so uh, I think it will be self-regulating over time. Um, I just uh, hope and uh, that it will not be because of scandals, uh, because uh, we are running a, a, a good industry. Uh, it's a good uh, business model, uh, but uh, the industry to some extent have been hit by some scandals, which is um, a little bit sad to see. Um, and you can say basically about redundancies. If you look at uh, our company, I mean, if you look back, uh, as you also mentioned, uh, we merged uh, last year. We acquired uh, Ocean Connect, uh, merged to be KBI Ocean Connect in August last year. And I find it uh, quite uh, prudent management to uh, look at the organization uh, we we have created, look where we should uh, position uh, or strengthen our position. So, so I think it's uh, what I call normal housekeeping. Maybe it doesn't sound that political to say it this way, but but I think it's 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 good management to to look at your business. Um, so so all in all, uh, I think uh, we are we are a good place. We also hired uh, people in between. Uh, we strengthen our marketing function. Uh, being a larger company, uh, we have strengthened our uh, in some offices with more uh, people coming in, uh, sales manager in Singapore and the traders in US and so on. So so. I feel uh, pretty confident. Any uh, any plans um, to to grow KPI Ocean and Connect uh, beyond that uh, merger that you mentioned last last year? Do you have your eyes on some potential M&As and maybe, uh, like you said, you know you have those those smaller trading companies um, that have uh, opportunistically sort of like uh, uh, made their way in, in the market? Um, uh, do you have your eyes on on some players? Yes, on a few, uh, and we have also uh, uh, been uh, invited by a few to actually have some uh, preliminary talks on on what could uh, or how could the future look. And I see this as a strength uh, to 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 especially our uh, company KPI Ocean Connect that that we have uh, competitors out there who are interested uh, to to explore how we can. Uh, be together in the future so um i'm sure i'm sure you're not going to mention any names but uh, i'm not going to ask right <laughs> correct <laughs> okay <laughs> you're right <laughs> uh, i want to talk a bit about the uh, imo 2020 transition um it's been a relatively smooth sailing in terms of um you know supply over supply in in, in ports around the world 
So the bunker industry adapted fairly well to this, but there's been recurring quality issues uh, lately. There was uh, reports of uh, lower flash points, um, but also higher TSPs with, uh, you know, those wax formation and clogging of filters. Um, What extra measures, if any, have you put in place to make sure you don't pass on um, problematic products to your clients? Well, first of all, you can say that, yes, uh, we were all looking into the 2020 to, and we all had some uh, expectations or trying to to uh, predict what's going to happen. Um, and, and I would say that, that uh, the problems that we saw uh, were quite, uh, quite uh, less than expected. I think uh, the whole industry prepared quite well. I think uh, that is a result of very good preparation that we saw less than expected of problems. The problems we see now are also problems we saw in the past. Uh, What type of blending components uh, that could be, uh, as you mentioned about wax uh, clocking, uh, that could be about sulfur wax. uh, You remember Nick back in 2018, we had the the Houston uh, claim. Contamination. Exactly, uh, spreading worldwide, more or less like the pandemic, uh, you can say. Uh, and we could more or less follow the tracks. Uh, how could we prevent that? Uh, you can mitigate uh, a lot, uh, but you can't. Uh, you can't guarantee there won't be any problems uh, in this industry and as well in other industries. We will face uh, issues with disputes, quality issues, uh, and and I have that uh, approach, and we have that approach to this that. We cannot uh, avoid it. We can try to mitigate uh, by being close with our partners, uh, look at the certificate of quality, uh, tr- look into where it comes from, the origins and what have we. Uh, and then the most crucial part is, Nick, how do you actually handle a dispute? Mm-hmm. Uh, again, um, we might take the, the oil from the same patch as our competitor. So sitting here and say we will never have claims that will be naive that is uh, not uh, trustworthy but it's uh, where we can make a difference is how we actually handle claims and i believe in that uh, again coming back to the the, the, the company you are how well uh, grounded you are how well funded you are then you're back to about counterparts who can actually make up for themselves who have the right insurances in place and so forth. And that's where you can make a difference. Um, and I believe in that. Um, in um, You have a good visibility because of the many offices you have around the world and, uh, and different products that uh, you sell to so many different customers and customer types. Um, is there, uh, do you think that the trend of popularity uh, in those bunkering hubs uh, will change in the coming years? Are there any medium, smaller ports that uh, will be preferred going forward um, or things will remain fairly like status quo in terms of the, the main places where to, to bunker for a ship? I think that the main hubs have a responsibility as well in this market, Nick. I think uh, that the main hubs also have to be the hubs and the ports and the regions that should provide new fuels. They should uh, have more or less all grades on the shelves, so to speak, compared to the smaller ports who have to make up their mind uh, whether to go right or left 
uh, when they have to choose for which uh, products to have available. And we have seen that uh, with the IMO 2020 transition. There was a number of uh, relative larger ports who uh, claimed that unless we have a contract on high sulfur fuel, there won't be any high sulfur fuel available. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, I think uh, that we will see major hubs will will bring uh, and uh, create the availab- availability for more fuels. Um, and I think niche ports will will have to make up their mind what type of products they will have on the um, on, on 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 the plate. Mm-hmm. I think maybe the changes towards 2030 will also change the landscape a bit in terms of what we consider to be niche ports today can easily become smaller mini hubs because they have better access to biofuels um, and other green fuel, so to speak. Sure, feedstocks and, and so yeah, on, and exactly. or, or renewable electricity uh, yeah. to make those those fuels. Yes. Uh, and we'll touch on this uh, later on. I've got a question on, on 2030, 2050. Now, um, looking again at, at 2020, a high price volatility. Um, and um, 2021, do you expect uh, such uh, volatility taking place again? And if yes, how should ship owners and charters prepare for this scenario? I think we will see a price increase. Uh, we, uh, I would say within the last couple of days, just we have seen uh, increases in the crude. We have seen uh, even further increases percentage-wise in, in the spreads. Uh, so there's no doubt that, again, the scrubber uh, economy, the scrubber, the whole scrubber discussion are uh, uh, are getting more and more warm again. Uh, uh, about hedging, I think there are, uh, to our uh, best experience out there, uh, a number of strategies that buyers follow, they will follow. And then uh, there are some who are a bit more opportunistic. And um, we haven't seen a, a huge change in that uh, in that way, in that pattern. Um, we still see that uh, the ones following the strategy, they will still do the hedges. And then there's, uh, of course, more activity in terms of what what do we uh, anticipate will happen? What do mm-hmm. we forecast will happen going forward? And there are discussions, of course, a bit more today because we're looking into increased prices. Uh, but other than that, no, no uh, not a, a major shift, so to speak. Okay. Um, scrubber orders dropped uh, last year with the, the narrowing of the VLSFO, HSFO spread. Um, the spread now uh, widened a bit uh, since uh, October, November. It reached about $80 per ton uh, in ARA. Do you expect the spread to widen more this year that could uh, spur some scrubber orders? Uh, yes, that could easily happen, and and uh, I think uh, some uh, even would say uh, closer to $100 in spread is not uh, unrealistic. Um, and if that happens, uh, then I think there will be even uh, even more attention and more uh, focus on scrubbers. I think uh, scrubbers as well. Uh, when we talked about uh, the IMO 2020 transition, I think the number of vessels, even though it was a relative low number. But uh, the number of vessels that were uh, having a scrubber installed also, in a way, maybe helped with the transition because there was less uh, pressure on the availab- on, on, on the demand for low sulfur fuel because they could take uh, high sulfur fuel and uh, some were already tied up on contracts, uh, as we saw. So, mm. um, 
so so I think that that uh, yes, there will be more focus on on scrubbers uh, because I think uh, and expect that the uh, price uh, spread will be even higher. And and would you say then the a, a spread of eighty uh, dollars to a hundred dollars per ton you mentioned is kind of like a, a an equilibrium uh, for for the uh, RR market? Yeah. Yeah, that could happen. That could happen. Okay. Um, okay. As it looks right now. Uh, yeah. Uh, IMO 2030 and 2050. So uh, we cannot not talk about it. It's on everybody's uh, lips, and uh, we, we discussed this uh, before, right before the taping here. Mm. Um, it's 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 going to be most likely a very fragmented market going forward. Um, uh, you have biofuel as a solution to meet those um, lower emissions. Uh, LNG right now already with LPG. Um, but then you'll have uh, bio LNG, synthetic LNG, power to, li to liquid with uh, uh, ammonia and methanol from uh, made from renewable electricity, hydrogen, cell fuel technology, etc. Um, this fragmentation is 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 this an opportunity or a threat uh, to a reseller, to a back-to-back -back trader like yourself? And and you know what are you doing to to prepare yourself for IMO 2030, 2050? Um, that's a good question. Um, and and uh, the way I see it, first of all, is that uh, first of all, we 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 uh, we faced a 2020 mountain we had to climb. We did that. And then after we uh, passed 2020 mountain, we could see the, the mountain 2030 and 2050 ahead of us. Uh, there are many paths uh, and many uh, pathways to go towards the 2030. I think it will be a mix of different fuels. Uh, different alternative fuels. Why? Uh, because infrastructure will be in place as well. It will be a question about uh, infrastructure, who, uh, what type of, of alternative fuel is actually possible to, to facilitate and to make available in certain areas, uh, certain regions in the world. So I think there will be a mix of different alternative fuels. It will not just be one or two. There will be a uh, a uh, fragmented number mm -hmm. and, and uh, of fuels and and then it's of course important when you ask how do we prepare we keep our eyes and ears open for the different path the mm -hmm. different pathways that 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 are being paved at the moment uh, we follow uh, and uh, i do believe that we need to have our eyes and ears open for for the alternative which we do. We uh, participate uh, in small projects here and there. Uh, we have a very good partnership with, with uh, our partners, especially on the supply side as well, as well as client to test a few alternative fuels off hmm. uh, here and there. Uh, so we are following it uh, very, very closely. And, you know, if you are a certain size, That's where size and scale come into the matter, into the quest, uh, into the picture, because you actually need to be able to have a certain size and scale if you want to have a say on this, if you want to be active on this, and if you want to be able to actually, in a partnership, with, especially with clients, to actually give some guidance on this. Mm -hmm. So, so, so size and scale to follow the uh, towards the 2030 will be very important. Um, so again, um, with the merger, I, I think we have created a, a great brand, a great uh, company that actually uh, are ready to 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 follow the different pathways going forward for alternative fuels. 
I'd like to ask you a question about technology and and uh, trends. There are several online bunker management platforms, I guess we can call them, that um, aim at uh, really empowering the buyer by providing more detailed, accurate, real-time uh, information about a, a specific bunker market, right? Um, is this an issue for a traditional trading company that uh, one could say strive on opacity to maximize uh, a, a bunker margin, right? The, the less information that the buyer might have, in a way, the, the better it is. I'm not saying it's, but it's, it's, it's that these are the rules of the game, right? Um, so is it an issue for a, a trading company in terms of maximizing uh, the bunker margin that, you know, such uh, online pl platform essentially provide all the tools and transparency um, uh, to the buyer? I, I think that if you go, um if you go 20 years back, uh, now I've been in the business since 85, if you go a number of years back, uh, you would say uh, lack of transparency was uh, an advantage. Uh, the world was much bigger at that time. No internet, you had only uh, books, you could uh, look for ships and what have we. Uh, uh, it's completely different. Uh, introducing the internet back in time, and not for me to sound uh, old fashioned now, uh, old and grumpy, but, but with the introduction of the internet, with all the different communication channels, uh, sites where you could obtain any kind of information, which has just been exploding and increasing over the number of years, the last 10, 15 years, especially. Uh, I, I, I definitely believe that the business model we as a trader, back to back, especially have, uh, is actually to create the value in the chain. If you're unable to create the value, you are not, uh, you don't have uh, justification in the market. So I would say, if you look back, uh, we in uh, KPI Ocean Connect uh, uh, now have KPI Auction site, Auction Connect site, which is a, a, a platform which offers transparency. And I think actually that goes well hand in hand with today's uh, trading company uh, who <clears throat> are not afraid of transparency, but actually are able to create the value. It's to create the creation of the value that actually pays the margin. Right. So, so yes, I agree with you. Lack of transparency were maybe an advantage 20 years ago, um, but today it's completely different. It's a different ball game, mm -hmm. and again, you have to be very agile to be in this business. So, I would say um, I see it as a go hand in hand. They complement each other very well, and especially since August when we welcomed the the auction side, we can see that. It gives us a lot of different opportunities. Actually, a complete new uh, avenue that we can um, that we can offer to uh, some of our clients. So mm. you have standard standardized products, and you have tailor-made products in certain ports. I think it's a fantastic combination. Great. Uh, thanks. Um, thanks for that. Um, well, listen, we're we're uh, coming up on on uh, our time here, and uh, I'd like to wrap this up. Do you have any final words to to our listeners, for our listeners? Something maybe um, you wanted to mention we didn't get a chance to, to cover here? Um, I would say that 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 uh, actually being a, a company of our size, I, I must say that that uh, we like the complexity. Uh, we like, and why do we like the complexity? Because that's where we can add value. 
and uh, that's where we can make a difference. Um, of course, uh, we can only do as good as we can do. Uh, we can contribute to the market, uh, being one of the largest in the market as a uh, standalone brand. I think we have uh, good opportunities as we speak now, Nick, uh, to to get out with our point of views. Uh, and I think that uh, the whole market needs to look <clears throat> much more on 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 the partnership side more than on the transactional business. Uh, I think everybody uh, uh, up to the 2020 knew, uh, okay, this is the formula here, this is the formula there. Uh, we saw some of that change, uh, and I think that will only accelerate towards 2030, where you need to be much more on the consultative part than on the transactional part. So, so I would say, ask your suppliers, your partners, the questions you you would like to ask them. Uh, ask for transparency, ask for openness, ask for what are you able to stand up for, uh, ask for those questions that, that you would like answers on rather today than tomorrow. So that would probably be my final words on that. Well, and, and thanks for answering our questions and uh, and uh, making time out of your uh, busy schedule, Soren. And uh, good luck for 2021. Thank you very much, Nick. It was a pleasure to talk to you and uh, thanks for giving me the opportunity. Cheers.